What's up, RPG fans? Welcome to episode 24 of the Switch RPG Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Philip, and I'm joined as always by Father Nintendo ba- himself, Gio. Father Nintendo, I only wish. Yes. What's what's going on? Well, not a lot. We're recording this a little late. Well, you know, some people have dial-up uh, internet and some people don't. Not all of us can live in 2018. Some of us still live in 1998. Uh, yeah, sorry about that. My internet literally died on me Monday. So, No recording done. Ladies and gentlemen, if this is your first time listening a day late, this is the official <laughs> podcast on the website, switchrpg.com, that brings you all the exciting news, upcoming game releases, and all the latest in the world of RPGs on the Nintendo Switch platform. This week, we are talking about some Dragon Quest XI, some, uh, a game that Geo loves very much, maybe one of his favorites of all time. Maybe, maybe We'll not. see in a second. <laughs> and then finally, we're talking about uh, RPG tropes. So let's mm-hmm. get this week started. Right into the news. We've news. got Grandia HD Remaster. Mm-hmm. That is coming to you from, if I can find where I opened it, there it is. Coming to you from comicbook.com. We've got some more news on Grandia Remaster. Uh, it's going to be obviously be Grandia 1, Grandia 2. Now, Gio, right. we were talking about this right before the show. Neither of us have played these games. So, no. I, you know, uh, was there anything specific that kind of jumped out at you? Um, yeah, like, well, like you had mentioned, we can't play them all. Um, we, <laughs> we try to do. Um, but, you know, it's got English and Japanese support. It's got widescreen support, whereas before, I don't believe it did. I think it was the 4-3 aspect ratio. I'm sure. Um yeah, so it looks like the uh, the original cinematics are also getting some visual enhancements. So this is a, kind of like a you know enhanced edition, definitive edition, maybe. Yeah, the so. yeah the post from comicbook.com has has sort of a list of the upgrades. I like the uh, the enhanced uh, the UI and sprites texture art. Yep. I kind of like that that you can upscale it, and then uh, obviously. You don't have to have it upscaled because it says that it upscales uh, times two and times four. So, right. you know, I, I I like I like whenever it gives you that option of having sort of like the super detailed or the you know sort of I guess the quote unquote original. Yeah, yeah, right. So like a CRT kind of filter or yeah, or yeah. I don't know if it, I don't know if it'll actually have the filters like that. No, but that'd be cool. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's see, game cat, gamepad, and keyboard support with remappable controls. That's for the PC version, though. So anyway, yeah, right. but yeah, so we're getting this. When was it that we're getting this? Is just later this year, winter. Oh, uh, December. That I'm not I can't entirely sure. When was that? Digitally, hey, digitally converted the game manual. Okay, well know, that's pretty I much. I know you're missing. You're missing those game manuals. I, you know, I really do. I and when I think it's NIS America I, or NAS in general, 
they they have their game manuals and it's there's nothing like opening up a game and and having a manual the smell of it the fun like the the i guess the nostalgia of it as well it's just awesome mm-hmm. it's just awesome and as far as the really say it goes there hasn't actually been one officially announced so that's why we couldn't think of it so there's no time frame or anything uh, I want to say I want to say it was I don't know why I thought it was winter. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking seems it was like also summer. kind of around when uh, the Tales game is coming. Okay, Switch, but could be totally wrong. Anyway, another let's let's move over to another big old RPG that's Dragon Quest Eleven, something that we've been waiting a lot for on the Switch. Never heard of it. Never heard. Of it. <laughs> Never heard of it. Uh, it's out actually out on PC and PS4 right now, and of mm-hmm. course because we're Switch players and we get the scraps of everything months, <laughs> sometimes a year after everyone else. Uh, Dark Souls. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Dragon Quest Eleven will eventually come to Switch. Uh, it mm-hmm. has the official Switch title though, and that is Dragon Quest Eleven S, uh, and this is coming from Jamatsu. Yeah. Now. The article, and let me just read a little bit of this, okay? Sure. Let's read a little bit of this here. Switch version of Dragon Quest XI Echoes of an Elusive Age will be titled Dragon Quest XI Echoes of an Elusive Age S, Square Enix announced during its Dragon Quest Paradise News Station event at Tokyo a Game Show 2018, according to Dragon Quest series creator Yuji Hori. Among the meanings of the S in the title are Switch... Special, Shiburu, which means speaking, and Seiyu, which means voice actor. Okay. Weird. Uh, The release date was not announced, but uh, Hori said that it will still take a bit of time before the Switch version is released. So, there's that. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense that it's either Switch edition or special edition um, now, does the PS4 version have voice acting in it? Yes. I, I turn the voice acting off. You do? Yes. Is it just, is it bad or no. you just like, you just prefer that? I just prefer that. I prefer that. I actually do that for almost any game that allows it to be turned off. I turn it off. I did really? that in Octopath Traveler. And once again, not to reflect the quality of, of, of the acting itself, but uh rpgs specifically i kind of like the older feel and i guess when i think about playing rpgs years ago and having a lot of fun with it i was reading them and so that's just I've, yeah I've kind of i, I could see where you would do that with octopath because it has that older look it has that retro look where game in that game period you know there were no voice acting so i could see where it would make sense for that but for dragon age you know, there's there's cinematic sequences where it kind of, I mean, where it re- kind of relates to. I'm sorry. Go ahead. You, you look like okay. You, wanna... well, you said Dragon Age. Were you meaning I'm Dragon so- Age? <laughs> no, I meant Dragon Quest. Because you know my ears will perk up. But uh, now, now, but 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 you actually opened up a, a good can of worms because with a game like Dragon Age, I wouldn't turn the voices off because to me the game is created in a cinematic. And I am talking specifically about Dragon Age. Okay. It's made very cinematically, and and games that are made with that in mind, The Witcher comes comes to mind. Right. Yeah, I'm yeah. not going to necessarily turn that off because it's almost necessary. It's, it is necessary because 
those game makers weren't really thinking about that whenever they made mm-hmm. that. So a lot of times, and you know, for those who don't really pay attention to this, you may not realize, a lot of games you cannot, even if the option is there, you cannot lower the voices because the way the scenes are crafted, a lot mm-hmm. of times the speaker's back is shown, so you're not actually seeing their mouth. Uh, the subtitles do not include who the speaker is. So it is actually, it's very, very difficult to follow in a lot of games where that's not planned from the beginning. Right. Now, to your point, because you meant to say Dragon Quest, the thing is, to me, Dragon Quest, what what I played of it, still felt, it still felt classic in a way. Even okay. though it is a little bit more cinematic, it still felt like they they took the time to, you know, let you know who was speaking and they didn't have any problem, you know, following scenes. And the thing is, a lot of the game isn't voice acted. It's sort of like uh Nino Kuni 2 in that way. Gio, I know you okay. haven't played Nino Kuni 2. Yes, thank you for shoving that in. Uh, <laughs> Breath of the Wild is another thing. Like key scenes are voice acted. I would say Dragon right. Quest 11, uh, more scenes are voice acted than not. But uh, but you have like those key scenes, but then most of the time talking to NPCs like and things like that are just text based. So yeah, to me it yeah. already kind of leaned toward no voice acting anyway. Yeah, well in Breath of the Wild, Link has always been a silent protagonist. Anyways, um, he, I, he he's never. I mean, other than in the animated series, which no one likes to refer to, um, he's been ultimately silent. So, um, but yes, everyone does talk to him, and whenever he talks, it's just text. So yeah, he's always been a a silent, you know, protagonist. Right. Um, but for me, I generally prefer voice acting unless it's really really bad. Um, but. You know, generally, also with um, with these these studios, they're going to have a higher budget. They're going to get some some better people, so shouldn't have that issue here. Yeah, and something that I know some people, specifically in our Discord, uh, there's some people who are a little disappointed that we aren't necessarily getting the 3ds version, and that is the case. We aren't getting the 3ds version. Uh, the the draw to that version was that you could switch back and forth between what we see in the in the like the PS4 release, and then you could switch between that and a sprite based version of the game. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I I did not even know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there was there was a lot of like interest in that, uh, but we aren't getting that. It would have been cool if they had sort of combined both of those styles, but mm-hmm. you know. Um, speaking of Dragon Quest, Geo. If we want more, we better dang go out and get Dragon Quest Eleven now. <laughs> In fact, even if you don't have a PlayStation, you need to do your duty because Square Enix is watching, guys. Square Enix is watching us. If we don't go out and do our sacred duty, we may never get Dragon Quest again. What is that, right? I mean, honestly, like... <laughs> coming to coming to you from IGM, we have that the creators of Dragon Quest XI say that the this game needs to quote sell well in the West for the possibility of localizations of future titles. Yeah, we're not wasting our time unless you guys buy it. I okay. I don't see this How? doing bad. So I mean, no, I, no, I don't either. 
but it, there's 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 a part of me that is a principle thing. It's a principle mm-hmm. thing because, right. and I don't even know if to, to lay this at the feet of the developer, like the like the person who's actually giving us this news. You know, who um, this is uh, producer Hoku, Hokuto Okamoto. Uh, and this is what he told IGN Japan at TGS this year. We need Dragon Quest to sell in the West, even just a certain amount, if we want to keep making localized versions. So I don't know whether to put this at the feet of this, you know, this guy or the team that makes it. Right? This mm-hmm. is to me a publishing deal, right? Right? Am I am yeah. I wrong to assume that? Yeah, so, they're the one who's putting the game really out there. I don't feel like I'm wrong to lay this at the feet of Square Enix. And I feel mm-hmm. like we're both teasing smiles a little bit because we know like my blood pressure is rising a little bit. <laughs> I can already I can already feel like the Oh, I, I can see it. I can see it a little really. bit, right? Yeah. So Geo, please tell me this. Just answer this very simple question. How can a game and a game franchise sell well in a region where there has been no consistency? And bringing that franchise to that region in the past. And then we're going mm-hmm. to tell you, you may never get it again if this doesn't sell well. Because, oh, yeah, we've definitely, we've gotten a recent Dragon Quest game like 200 years ago. <laughs> so now buy this one or you may never get another one. So like where, yeah. give me the business, the business philosophy behind that. It, it just doesn't. It doesn't sit well with me. It's like it's a threat, really. You know, if you if you want it, you you gotta buy it. And I want to say um, they're not the only ones who are guilty of this. I want to say EA has been guilty of this with with FIFA. If if you want FIFA on the Switch, you have to buy it. Um, basically, was it's, it's the same same deal. So when when a publisher Square Enix. Um, does something like yeah because like you said we're i'm putting this on square enix's shoulders for sure it just i don't know how that sits well with fans but in saying that i think this will still do well um even though it's it had it's not been released at the same time as the playstation 4 that will kind of hurt things but for example xenoblade chronicles 2 a, a, a jrpg did fairly well now what kind of numbers is doing well for square enix i mean is it xenoblade chronicles 2 numbers or is it higher what are their expectations i don't i have no idea no idea okay so here's 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 my thing because i I don't want everybody to think that i i'm i'm not i'm not thinking about this because i am because i I understand supply demand okay i understand no basic economic principle right like yeah okay i get that if no one is buying, then you know there's not demand for it, so then there won't be as much of a supply. But the thing is, it's also in the video game industry, it's not 1991 anymore, right? So when they were blazing trails into the West, right, and they maybe they they yep. they they, they um, debuted a franchise over here and it didn't sell. Well, okay, putting games on cartridges is freaking expensive. Yeah. And there's no, you know, there's no hope that people are going to buy it. So, okay, I get that. I get really, really, when you're like, when your studio and your publishing studio sort of depends on this because you're just starting off. Okay, I get that, you know, but we're not in the 90s anymore. We're not in the 2000s anymore. You know, Square Enix, you have your hands in so many different pots in the kitchen 
I just feel like you could take a quote-unquote loss on Dragon Quest, take some of that Final Fantasy money, take some of that other things that you're publishing, and balance out your business. Like, I, I just don't see where in this day and age you can use the if a game doesn't sell in the West, we're just not bringing it over there. I, mean, I just don't understand that as, as a business philosophy because you could re- literally release a game digitally and then you're not even spending money on putting it on physical a physical cartridge or physical disc. Right, but you also have to put it on... Uh, you have to give it a chance. Like, I feel with, yes. like, with, with this, like, they're, they're already a step behind, you know, because it, it hasn't been released at the same time. So it doesn't have that fair shake like the PlayStation 4 or PC sales. Like, I, I, again, I'm, I'm not sure what they're going to compare it to, but you have to... You have to kind of compare apples to apples here with sales and and how well it would do if if you had released it at the same time. But but but, but this isn't even uh, correct me if I'm wrong. But this isn't necessarily talking about Switch version, right? I mean, this is this is them saying the entire series they won't localize anymore. Yeah, it's talking okay. about PS4 sales and Steam and, sales and everything, which doesn't make sense because I, I I thought the PlayStation 4 numbers were fairly good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like uh, to me, this is even a little worse because this isn't okay. If you don't put, you know, if it doesn't sell well on a console, we're not going to put it on the console. To me, this is talking about yeah, okay. we're not going to localize in the West anymore, which is the problem that we've had in the Dragon Quest series forever. There's a yeah. reason I haven't really played any Dragon Quest games because I can't get my hands on them. Like. Back whenever I was playing them, I played Final Fantasy because I went to GameStop and there it was on it's the, right on the shelf, right? Yeah. So I know that there has been Dragon Quest games in the past, but like, I mean, where have they been? Like, I, maybe we've gotten some three, you know, some DS games, some three DS games, right? But I, I mean, like, Ten is a very successful MMO in Japan, and it's not here. I don't know. It's I don't funny. know. I don't know about Pat. I mean, I'm not trying to be like the you know, uh, the 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 savior of Dragon Quest here. I, I haven't played the games, but I'm just saying like I know that there has been a history of not localizing these games. So right. in my mind, it's going back to what you said. How can you, you give to, this thing a chance? You still have to support it yourself. You know, you have to put the game out consistently and. You know, fans will come. The fans will flock to it, uh, just like with Final Fantasy, just like with um, Nino Cooney. You know, they 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 have their fans. That you just have to you have to believe in your fans will love it. They'll buy it, and then word of mouth, you know, happens. You, I mean, that's all. That's business, right? You just especially for a franchise that, and I'm not meaning this in a derogatory way, but. If you look at Dragon Quest Eleven, what are the risks that it's taking as a franchise? It's just is playing to all of its strengths. Mm-hmm. It is a it, it is a just a traditional RPG, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that like Final Fantasy is you know whatever, but the thing is like Final Fantasy is a risk every time it comes out because it changes its own formula for every game. Dragon Quest doesn't necessarily change everything it's kind of it's kind of like the pokemon square enix yeah to use your to use your own you know yeah uh, sort of analogy there's there's very little change or very little uh you know differences and the thing is titles it's a for sure thing it's a for Mm -hmm. sure thing so like i feel like if they would just commit and bring these things over let us play more dragon quest games and more than just like 
early Dragon Quest games on our phone. Like, bring over some legit stuff. Let, mm-hmm. you know, uh, many people who didn't experience it the first time, let us experience it now. Let us sort of steep in that in that culture and that tradition. And let us be fans. But you're not growing, like you said, you're not growing a fan base if we get every sixth or seventh installment, you know? Right. Ten years apart. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I don't know. They, yeah, they, they need to... You know, I, I think I think the West can support a Dragon Quest game. I, I just don't I, I don't understand where this is coming from, to be honest with you. you uh, this know? is coming from the same people in the same mindset that said, oh, wow, we're shocked that Octopath Traveler so well. We <laughs> guess it's because people appreciate RPGs again. No, because kidding. there was decades where people just did not appreciate <laughs> RPGs. They're, they've always been here. Fallout, as far as I knew, is pretty pretty successful. Uh, Witcher is pretty successful. There there are many many RPGs. Going back to Xenoblade Chronicles two, you brought that up, right? Yeah, Xenoblade that, Chronicles two, a very Japanese game for and sure. It, and 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 Monolith Soft has done a fantastic job of carving out its niche, and like yep. it has its devoted fans, and the game sells and, well, and they're faithful. And, and every iteration is different. Yeah, you know, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles One is different. X is very different, and then X Two, I mean, uh, Chronicles Two is is even more different. Yeah, so you bring up a great point. So that's that's a that's a series that has taken risks, mm-hmm. and yet it still has a faithful fan base. The, Dragon Quest is a series that doesn't change much, and yet they're still afraid to bring it over because it's not going to sell well. I, I just I just don't I just don't get that. I just don't get it. Yeah. So. I'm telling you, Gio, you need to go ahead and get two copies of the PS4 version. <laughs> you got to make just up kill, for just everybody. Just put them on the shelf. Just put them on the shelf. <laughs> Everybody's what got about a my NES together. versions? Does that like help? No. Well, no. You know, I mean, look, they're living so far in the past that maybe if we did go out and buy a bunch of NES versions, they'd be like, "Hey, there is a market for it." Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Okay. Um. All right. Next up, we've got. Yeah, let's go ahead and go here. Let's go ahead and go here. I don't know where you're going, but you go there. All right. So, uh, thankfully, I guess, thankfully, right? Uh, we didn't record on Monday because I believe this this news came out after we recorded. Gio's nodding yeah. his head, so he knows what I'm talking about now. I know what you're talking about now. Uh, so, Gio's uh, favorite game of all time, the the best game that's ever been created by human hands, uh, not counting any games created by alien hands, um, Divinity Original Sin 2 has, I guess, been officially confirmed for Nintendo Switch, or is it still well, just a rumor? It's still just a rumor. Now, the article I've linked to you is actually, it, it, it's kind of a, an older article. It is. It, it's an older article, but it was just kind of brought up to light again. Um, the article I'm, I'm referencing is on Shack News. Uh, Larian Studios has plans for Divinity Original Sin 2 on the Nintendo Switch, and this is dated back to May. Now, this game was not on my radar, so I totally wasn't paying attention to this. Um, but yeah, they they kind of just say that they, they have interest in bringing it over to the Switch um, after they brought it over to Xbox One as well as PlayStation 4, and they uh, provided an update, the definitive update for Steam users. So, 
But actually, no, I'm sorry. The article now know we now know that there are plans to bring Divinity Original Sin 2 to the Nintendo Switch so as well. So it was updated. Yeah. That's the reason. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, fantastic. Okay. Now, I did actually tweet out at them. Uh, they, they have been pretty faithful whenever I tweet at them or, you know, bring up Divinity Original Sin in any tweets. They generally like the tweet, which is awesome. They, they, uh... You know, if I have anything nice to say about them, they're they're liking it, they're retweeting it. And I did demand, I did do a little demand. Now, if I can actually pull up the tweet um, so I know exactly what, what you was said. said. Uh, yeah. While you do that, I am this, I am watching what was labeled as a Nintendo switch trailer i just don't feel like that really was a nintendo switch trailer though we're doing some yeah. doing some live investigative journalism with professional <laughs> gaming journalists Gio. <laughs> all right so i put hey larian studios the the you know the developer we need to discuss some things i'm so excited for this and and basically i linked the article as well as put a picture of divinity uh original sin on there and they have um they have yet to comment or like or anything uh which is you know the silence is deafening i can i feel like there's something there you know where there's smoke this fire and i will absolutely lose my my mind if this comes to the switch now i've already put quite a bit of time on the Xbox version and I will certainly double dip into this version so yeah this is this is a and I guess you can call him an indie developer but it feel it doesn't the game does not feel indie whatsoever it's a very well polished game very well thought out so very excited for this very excited. Okay, so I at nintendosoup.com they have a video posted uh an interview with the developer and around the 3 minutes and 40 mark is where they say there are plans to port it to Switch. So that okay. is like I said a video from Nintendo Soup so you guys can go check that out. Just uh, just go to Nintendo Soup and look up Div- uh, Divinity Original Sin 2. Uh and there's a video there. I have it playing. I don't want to turn it up too loud, um, but that is where the Switch version. They said that they're porting, but they offered no further details. So yeah, this is a game that I am very excited for. It's a game that when it even before it was uh, released on Steam, my best friend said he has had his eyes on this game for a while. Yeah. So it has been on my on my radar since before its actual Steam release. I just never had the chance to pick it up. Then you started singing those praises the moment that you picked it up. The moment that you yeah. picked it up, and uh, Inst- and like I said, instantly top five RPG um, ever for me. So. And um, I I actually started watching a let's play of it about uh, half an hour ago. Okay, um, <laughs> on YouTube. So uh, that it, I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, I like the look of it. Um, so yeah, I'll just say it right now. I am doing a let's play for it. Um, I'm doing something a little different. I'm doing uh, most or an evil playthrough. So you can go you, this game. There's so many possibilities. So I'm um, I'm actually tailoring it to uh, Skeletor from He-Man. 
So I'm trying to get it as close to him as as I can. I will play with another character, so he'll have like a minion. That's kind of what I'm planning. I don't know how I'm going to build that character out, but for the main character, I'm planning on doing it as Skeletor. And I've already done some evil things. I have a, f um, a few episodes recorded. I will release one uh, probably... Um, what is today? I'll, I'll do it on Thursday. Today is Thursday. So you'll do it today. Today. I will do it today. <laughs> no, probably, probably. Uh, so yeah, today is Thursday. Well, no, today, I mean, today is Wednesday. People will listen to this on Thursday. You're messing me up. It'll be released uh, <laughs> on the 27th. guys. <laughs> people, people who are watching this, viewers who are watching this live, you can see his actual confusion. Um, yes. It'll be the 27th. <laughs> okay. Great. So, uh, real, real quick, uh, uh, Gio, um, I, I'm uh, here from SwitchRPG.com. I've got a question. Hi. Um, sure. If you, if you have a moment to field it. Uh, am I wrong in believing that this game gives me some uh, Dragon Age Origins vibes? Am I wrong Are in feeling wrong? that way? Should, should I wrong. feel that way? You you can certainly feel that way. The environment feels that way. The uh, the story kind of feels that way. Um, you have, um, I want to say a little more control over your character and character creation for sure. Um, but you definitely are right in feeling that way. Follow-up question. What do you mean by the story does feel that way as well? Story in a way that it's told? or well, thematically not, more the way it's 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 told um and also the 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 uh the environments um lead to lead me to have that that dragon age vibe i don't want to give away too much because mm -hmm. the game is kind of, kind of fairly new mm -hmm. and i i would love for you to play it cuz i think you'll have a fantastic time playing it um and um and because I know that you you'd mentioned that you're you're playing with some other people, so like, yeah. When this comes to Switch, we're already using the win. When this comes to Switch, uh, we can expect uh, co-op. Co I games. I would I would hope for co-op. When um I I play with my brother-in-law, and we have we set up a, a two-person party, and we can we can play play the game together. We can totally go apart. He can be in one end of the map. I can be on the total other end of the map. We can be talking to two different people. We can be two, doing two different quests at the same time. It's, <laughs> it is the co-op in this is phenomenal. It is phenomenal. And I actually went over to his house to play it. When, when you are together, you're on the same screen. Okay. But when you get to a certain distance, it turns into split screen and it does so like like seamlessly it, it's it's so smooth the way it does that where like you're like i said you're playing on the same screen for example if you picture like diablo or because it's an isometric game if you picture diablo or path of exile or something like that you know you, you're together doing the same things you're in a in a battle it is kind of tactical turn-based battle but at when you're out of battle audience initiative and you kind of go your own separate ways if you wanted to it turns it to split screen, you know, down the middle, and and it does so like so so seamlessly. It's it's phenomenal the way the way they work co op. I mean, I've got to tell you, I mean, look, Lego Pirates of the Caribbean was doing that long before Divinity Original Sin was 
even a, a, okay. a child. Okay. But seriously, though, that's pretty. That's pretty. That's pretty incredible. Now, how, what is the party system like? Uh, okay. Well, for, 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 uh, my brain's all, all scrambled right now. Are is there online co-op? Or, there is online. You, okay, there is online co-op on the yep. other console. So we could yeah, you, be getting that. We could be getting that. I mean, presumably. There is online co-op. You can join other people's games um, if they have it open. Okay. Um, you know, if they want four people in their game, you can actually join join their game. Um, now, the, the one thing that kind of stinks, okay, with multiplayer or co-op, for example, my brother-in-law is the one who started this campaign. So it's essentially his campaign. He's kind of like the dungeon master. So I kind of, if I ever want to play that, I have to play that with him. Okay. You know, I've made my own character and he can continue on our quest if he wants to. But in order for me to play that, I have to join up with him. Okay. So it's kind of like he's the dungeon master. I got to go to his house, you know, air quotes, his house to play the game. Okay. Now, party system, going back to, I guess, just single player for right now. So, do you, do you control multiple party members in battle? You can, you can control all of the party members. Uh, there is not a way, as far as I know, to have it as a you know as a uh, a computer play uh, played character but you you essentially you are all if you want a four party play through you are all four um characters and those other three or i may be thinking about it just incorrectly but like are they do you create them or are they pre-made do you find them in the world you uh it, it really depends um you can you can make your own main character uh-huh. um choosing different sure. classes um you can go with a pre-made as your main as well if you wanted to go with one of the the player the, one of the ones they've already made for you if you look if you remember the title you can you can beat all those guys either one of those guys um and you can have either one of those guys in your party as well but then you can also make other characters as well. Okay. So it, it's really, it's really whatever you, however you want to play it. A lot of the, a lot of the ones that they've already made for you have good backstories. They have their own quest. They have their own reason for joining your, your party. So they already have a story, which is which it makes which makes it kind of exciting to play those guys. You know, they they kind of have their story. So interesting. Okay, so what I'm hearing is that when this comes out, Age of Boredom on YouTube and myself are going to do a role play version of this where one of us is Alistair and the other is Morgan from <laughs> Dragon Age Origins. He's my Dragon Age brother in arms and we'll love it forever. Anyway, okay, so that's oh my god. Okay, and the final question is the is the is the combat is it Turn based or is it action? It's skill it's turn it's turn based. Uh, you have action points. For example, okay. you have s- six action points. You have different skills that cost so many action points. Um, but it's it is turn based. Okay, so that turn- uh, that is slightly different than than Dao. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I would call it a turn based tactical RPG. Turn based tactical RPG. All right, I'm down for that. I'm down for that. It's all it's phenomenal. I love it acceptable all right <laughs> more games coming to switch 
more games that we've already played on in other places coming to Switch. Uh, in uh, Bandai Namco US, straight from the horse's mouth here uh, from their Twitter account. In honor of the fifth anniversary of Sword Art Online, check out some of the new announcements that we have. Plus, Sword Art Online will be coming to the Nintendo Switch. So take SAO on the go. Get ready to dive in and immerse yourself in Sword Art Online once again. Thank you for playing. Why? Why isn't Bandai Namco demanding? You know, if you if you want these games, you have to buy them. You, you, why aren't they doing that? Why is Square Enix the ones? You know. <laughs> oh yes, because. Uh, okay. Anyway, yes. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, this and, is and this never, is an even older game. This is a very this to me. I feel like this is fairly fairly old. Is it a year old at this point? For the, what? Sword Art Online. The um, the most recent one's not too old, right? Because I remember being on Discord when it was released. So I think it was about. Okay, I, I'm not entirely last sure. Year or something. I don't. I don't remember. Anyway, I've never played it before, so maybe I can actually right. And play that's kind of why. That's kind of why I'm not entirely sure. If I mean, it visually, it looks pretty cool. It would definitely is something I'd be into. I just haven't got into it. Okay, uh, Gio, why don't you why don't you tell us a little bit about this next one from Reset Era about Monolith Soft? We we mentioned Monolith Soft earlier. Now I know that there's there's been some buzz about this in the Twitter land uh, the past yep. couple of days with this title, this was going to be title. Uh, I, I'm going to butcher it, but it's uh button Kytos three. Ky- yeah. Button button Kytos. Um, so they, 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 this is a game that was out a while ago. Again, I'm not totally, totally familiar with it. So I, I don't want to speak out of turn, but um, the, the art director, had said that they were in development, I, I guess kind of pre-development. I'm not, I, I don't recall because my iPad is totally not dealing with my <laughs> uh, point and clicks today. Um, so it was kind of in pre-development and for whatever reason, they stopped. If you have the article in front of you, just let me know what it was. Uh, but for whatever reason, they stopped and the art director, the former art director said, you know, if you want this game to come back and he it sounds like he wants it too you need to contact or you need to let monolith and um who else was it yeah okay so i've got it right here i guess this bit on namco right so yeah okay it is yeah yeah so he here's the translation of what he said uh, from his original tweets. Uh, it's been more than 10 years since the release of Bots and Kytos 2, and even now it pains me that I, I continue to receive requests for a sequel. I think the statute of limitations has run out, so I can say a little bit about it. Immediately after the release of Bots and Kytos 2, Namco, now Bandai Namco, worked on a sequel up until the pre-production phase. But just before Bots and Kaito's 3 could become a reality, the story ended due to the circumstances of the involved parties. If we made it, it would have been a grand-scale game with settings at the bottom of the sea, on land, 
and in the sky. There's a large amount of concept art for the sequel sealed away at Bandai Namco. Requests for a sequel should be directed not just to myself and Monolith Soft, but also to Bandai Namco. Okay, so I kind of had it reverse where I thought it was they actually do have a uh, bots and kaitos too. Yes, and this do. was going to be in three. So what what this immediately sparked in my head was the fact that Monolith Soft is in production of a. I think it's. I don't know if it's a new IP or a different IP. So this is wh- why is he talking about this all of a sudden? So again, they're doing some new hirings. They they've got this new game coming out. This is kind of what I thought of. And um, we did talk about that many episodes ago. Now a, do- a dozen episodes, maybe twenty episodes ago. I don't, I don't know. But th- there is uh, an IP that Monosoft is working on that presumably, presumably will have some sort of online functionality. Yep. We were considering the possibility of an MMO. M- MMO, right? Uh, so. Yeah, this is interesting. I I'm still wondering if it's a Xenoblade MMO myself. I I hope it isn't. I want I want something new. That's just that's just me. I mean, a, a Xenoblade. I I wouldn't I wouldn't deny it. I would I would love it and hold Here it. Here is why I hold my breath. I just think conceptually. Xenoblade is such a cool universe. The idea yep. of a universe set on Titan, like the, these humongous actual living creatures, I think it would mm-hmm. be so cool if they could pull it off to have it where we could traverse these huge Titans that are like actually moving for everyone at the same time and you know we could traverse between them. I think that'd be pretty freaking cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, that that would definitely be cool. I'm just, I, I'm, I think the MMO phase in me and in my life, I just, it's just not my thing right now with MMOs. And I and I and I played a ton of Guild Wars and Guild Wars Two. Um, I've I played a lot of it, and I don't know what it is. I think it's just the addictive. Uh, nature of MMOs. I just try and stay away. I mean, I keep up with Guild Wars news, and you know, I always think about, yeah, maybe I could just look at my character and just try and dive in. But there's been so many changes, I, I, I wouldn't even be able to keep up. So yeah, if anybody has any other uh, any other information, any more information about. Uh, this bots and Kaito three or opinions yeah. on it. Let us know. We'd love to know. I, uh, th- like I said, I saw this going around. Uh, G and I both saw this going around on Twitter. I had never heard of the Bi- uh, bots and Kaito series. Um, like, I mean, it's 10 years old, you know, yeah. I wasn't playing that many games 10 years ago to be completely honest. So, uh, and then I do see where geo did link to the other article that dates back to 2017, where Xenoblade is, uh, or not Xenoblade, Monolithsoft is recruiting for a quote-unquote right. amb- ambitious project. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't think Bots and Kaitos would be an ambitious project. I mean, it was a card-based RPG, so I, I don't know. Gia, this was going to be set at the bottom of the sea, the land, well, and the sky. Xenoblade Chronicles everywhere. Two, Xenoblade Chronicles Two 
kind of has that. Kind of. You're kind of right. Kind of has. You're kind of right. We did yeah, dive below the sea. Yep. So, you, you know, you dive the below the sea. Edges. You're on the Titans, and then you, I don't know, you're in the air. When you jump in that game, you float for forever. So Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Let's do, uh, let's do, uh, Jay, you want to talk a little bit about Telltale? Um, we can just kind of just briefly. glance over it. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a, it's a shame that a lot of people, you know, lost lost their jobs. It, it does, you know, I I I couldn't imagine what I would have to do if I, you know, if I lost my job. But you know, they they closed down like just like out of nowhere, out of the blue. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want to say it's more than two hundred fifty people mm-hmm. lost their jobs. Um. But the, the the news has been coming out pretty quick about this. So apparently they they they've um they've got one of the last seasons or one of the last episodes. Walking of Dead, right? The Walking Dead, and they're looking into partners to just to kind of complete the story, wrap it up. And then now there's there's this class action lawsuit. Um, because they going. haven't paid those employees severance right right I mean, it's kind of a big mess yeah because they're supposed to also get i think it's 60 days notice before they lose their job and obviously no one no one got any notice mm-hmm. so you know it's a it's a big giant mess but i've also seen a lot of outreach which is really kind of cool a lot of outreach from other developers other publishers you know uh gearbox is one that comes to mind but yeah, they've been just saying, you know, if you're if you're a developer, you, we know you lost your job, and they just go through all their job postings. You know, take a look at this and see see if this is anything you're interested in. So, kind of cool. Um, so you know, with uh, with them losing their jobs, there there's still hope out that other people, you know, are, are have their interests in mind as well. So, just kind of stinks. Yeah, uh, and I feel like to me, Telltale, it was big enough of a studio with games that I've heard of. I've I've not necessarily played them myself. I, they're not really for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was like, wow! I just I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that that actually happened. And it was because it was financial. Uh, you know, yeah, just, they had not seen the sales that they needed to see in the, the past year or so. And uh, just ran out of money. And that's yeah. sort of a sort of a scary thing uh, because I think a lot of times we 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 feel like the industry the industry that we're in we're always talking sales numbers and it's just like a lot of times I don't really think about how finite finances are for these studios, you know, and mm-hmm. for something this big to just go under that fast, it was it was it was sort of um eye-opening in a way and the other thing that was really eye-opening for because now there's sort of this philosophical debate if you will that's sort of out there is was let's plays one of the reasons why it went under right because people decide to watch these games on youtube instead of buying them themselves specifically this type of game that is you know basically just story based choices based right so you just watch somebody else make the choices you get to watch the story yourself right i mean that really that really hits me because 
I, I, I do that, right? I, if I'm not able to go out and get a game, I will watch a let's play of it. You know, that, that's, mm-hmm. that's a, a, a type of quote unquote gaming that I've partaken in over the years. So right. it is, it, it sort of is eye opening that those studios really feel the impact of that. I think a lot of times I think about let's players as encouraging the purchase of games because people will watch them play and then have to go get it themselves. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times that doesn't translate to sales with these types of games. It's like, okay, well, I already saw the story. Now there's really nothing for me to do in the game. So why, you know, why buy it? Yeah. Well, I know in in their types of games, some of the decisions matter. You know, it does change the story a, a little bit. But I mean, for for the most part, I you know they they ran out of money. They um, I feel like they got big way too fast. If that makes any sense, you know they they. They were buying a lot of these licenses. You know, they started off with Borderlands, and then they start. Then they went on to um, other guys like The Walking Dead. Game you know, of Thrones. I, the Game of Thrones. Well, did they end up doing Game of Thrones? I th- yeah, um, I mean, I thought that they had a season of Game of Thrones. Okay, uh, did they do Lord of R- Lord of the Rings as well? No, no, they didn't okay. do Lord of the Rings. All right, so okay. Well, I mean, yeah, I think they just. But I mean, I then know, they got maybe. into Batman and Guardians of the Galaxy. You know. Yeah. So just they are they purchasing these licenses? Did they get kind of way too big or too ambitious, too too fast? I don't know. I yeah. I, I don't know what the, the what why they lost their money or whatever it was, but it's it's just unfortunate. It really is. It really is. And just hope the best for, like you said, I mean, it's over 200, close to 250 people, um, people, you know, humans that are are out there looking for a job now. So hope the best for them. Okay. So do you put in an interesting little thing here, a little tweet? I did this for you, actually. You did do this for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, If I if I thought about this, I probably would have done that when I was dishing on Square Enix earlier. But I just want. I just wanted to space it out so that every few minutes I could just get a little shot in. Uh, <laughs> this isn't even for Square Enix, by the way. So anyway, um, so this, so this tweet from Spawnwave. This isn't even really news, but no, no, just this speculation. is one time where professional gaming journalist Gia will divulge into a little bit of speculation. Okay, so Spawnwave tweets out. So wasn't the reason Final Fantasy XIV was staying on PlayStation Four because of crossplay issues? I wonder if that game came to xbox and switch now if sony's stance changes like it has with fortnite yep so fortnite is now doing crossplay. they're playing they're playing nice with everyone so you know this i like i said to put this up for you run away with it <laughs> uh y- yes and no it depends on how big a guy right Fortnite mm-hmm. really forced Sony's hand because remember they did not they did not initially fold. Sony did no. not initially fold. It was they got their hand forced because of the backlash from from their decision to make it non-crossplay, non-cross progression. People who it was it was absurd. People who had accounts on PlayStation had to make new accounts for the switch and pc ver- you know so it was, yeah. just, it was a big mess and so sony literally had their hand forced so the answer to this would things change as far as final fantasy 14 
it depends on how big Final Fantasy, how, how big of a force Final Fantasy fourteen would be. Right. You know, like, that's kind of what's got what I was going to mention. Like Fortnite is massive right now. I don't know how massive Final Fantasy fourteen is at the moment. I mean, could they support more gamers from Xbox or Switch? They okay. So the thing is, like Final Fantasy fourteen boasts all these numbers of these accounts, but it. Like MMO, like subscription numbers are mm-hmm. very shady at best. And so Final Fantasy 14 is n- no stranger to that. But I just don't know if it necessarily has the push that it would need. You know, right. like, like for, Fortnite is literally the biggest thing right now. It is the Minecraft of sort of this, you know, five, five years, right? So, I mean, it's mm-hmm. huge. Uh, and I know it's only sort of really been around for like two years, but um, but it, but it's, it was so big. It was a machine on its own, and it forced Sony's hand. I don't know if you could force Sony's hand with something like Final Fantasy fourteen. I think that's unfortunate, but I just don't think that it has the pull. You know, right? If it were something like, and you know, I'm I'm just sort of speaking very hypothetically here. If it were World of Warcraft, right? Like if we were seeing World of Warcraft, World of Warcraft redesigned and 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 had a launch ready for consoles like it was sort of designed from the ground up to work on consoles mm-hmm. i think you would have a lot of a lot of interest in that game that that to me i still think is the most popular mmo from right. from numbers standpoint and it's releasing to a whole new audience with consoles so I feel like a game of that magnitude and that history and that still moving units with Blizzard behind it, I feel like if that game comes out and there's not crossplay and people can't play with their friends or whatever, I think that that might have the weight that it needs. I just don't know if Final Fantasy fourteen necessarily has sort of that right. swaying power. Yeah, totally, totally agree with that, especially that... uh the hypothetical that was kind of a perfect way to to under, understand that yeah yeah uh, i mean i i don't know like overwatch you can't you, you can't cross play with that right and it's not mm-hmm. on switch anyway so like no, but i mean like no, between I, xbox and, and ps4 no. yeah i'm and that, i mean that, that's one of the biggest games in the world and that doesn't necessarily do it so like it's just it just had to be literal force of you know force of nature just like Mm -hmm. Fortnite was i mean most of the overwatch players like the really kind of people who are really into it they're on pc anyways so they don't even know what a console is have no idea all right so last uh but definitely not least let's talk about some tgs stuff uh a lot of our news this week didn't necessarily focus on switch which is just gonna happen right it's the nature of Mm -hmm. the beast uh, but some interesting things RPG wise and uh, TGS hat was, um, is it still going on now? Uh, no, no, I think it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's over. It's over. Now, so, yeah. um, so this past week, uh, Tokyo game show occurred and, um, game informers put together a, a really neat list here. This is a really neat list of, mm-hmm. uh, s- sort of under the radar things, uh, under the radar titles, RPGs, um, that you may have missed. It points out that you're obviously going to have your Square Enix games that everybody's going to be paying attention to here, right? You've got your Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts. You've got your Monster Hunter. You've got your uh, Capcom Resident Evil stuff. But what about some of the little guys? Mm -hmm. So here's the list. Um, 
starting with Inazuma 11, Ares, which is coming PS4 and Switch. Now, this is confirmed for the West. I'm I'm guessing since it's on this list. I believe uh, it is. Because it, it has a, a huge overseas success. Um, as long as Level 5 can see, see its potential and gives North American gamers a better idea of its charm. Uh, we had a blast testing out Soccer Mountain, the Japanese build. Yeah, so I I, I want to say that it's coming over here. I hope it does. Because this is a soccer RPG. <laughs> which is right up my alley and it's level five right right so, so we've had we have our golf rpg now we got our soccer rpg now matt uh super games bros right now he considers madden an rpg i will fight it him because it is it, I, I will fight both of you now um about that it is not i mean but this is i would consider this an rpg yeah yeah well uh, yeah yeah uh, if 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 golf if golf can be if tennis can be an RPG then then soccer yeah can be an RPG. Are you talking and about I Mario would... Aces? Oh gosh, no! I'm talking about the classic GBA Mario Tennis. Okay, <laughs> not this sorry RPG you know, the storyline. Yeah, um, <laughs> um, Nell K and the Legendary Alchemist Atelier of the New World is coming PS4, PC, and Switch. Uh, man, that Atelier series is, I think it's as many games as I am old. Um, uh, yeah, I, I know nothing about it. I don't know why. <laughs> oh, is yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's been out for a while, huh? The Atelier series. Yes. Yeah. The Alchemist. Where yeah. I, yeah. Where uh, I want to say it's like 20 something games now. Holy cow. Uh, yeah, it's like 20 something games and it just celebrated its 20th anniversary. I think it's averaging more games than years. It's been around. Holy cow. Um, other stuff. Kill la kill the game. If PS4 PC, uh, that's an arc system works game. Um, the missing JJ Macfield in the Island of Memories. That's PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Uh, Ninjala is coming to Switch. Game looks really like Splatoon. It but. really does. the The screenshot in this article, it's like yeah, it's very Splatoon armsy. Yeah. Yep. Capitalizing on that art style. Got to. All right. Uh, Gio, what do you think? Do you have any thoughts on TGS? I don't really um, have many thoughts on TGS. Honestly. I don't have many thoughts. I, I kind of wish Nintendo had more of a presence there. I, I feel like it's just a Sony PlayStation takeover. They might as well just call it the Sony game um, game show um, 2018. Yeah, Nintendo doesn't generally have much to put there. Not sure why. Maybe they just don't feel like it's there their area but i don't know i i just will feel like i want nintendo to have a presence and they definitely didn't um and just to track back on some things we talked about last week did square enix have a big announcement presence uh when it comes to the switch things like final fantasy 6 and 8 maybe even 14 answers now Nope. The answer is no, because they need to wait to see if we actually buy the other games before they put anything <laughs> else over here. Because gosh darn it, they aren't going to put anything somewhere where people aren't buying it. That's that's no. for sure. It's too bad. Gio, what you been playing this week? 
Um, we talked a lot about what I've been playing. Yeah, we already talked um, about what you're playing. But I've also been playing other things. I've been playing Wasteland 2 um, quite mm-hmm. a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also, that'll be up on you on the YouTubes um, if you wanted to look up our YouTube channel. Um, so I've also been playing some Banner Saga. Um, I got the trilogy. And uh, boy, oh boy, they're all... The, I kind of just really started. There, there are just... Uh, I feel like I'm watching an episode or just getting into Game of Thrones where you're just introduced to like a bunch of people and you're just trying to soak it all in. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm not too far into it, maybe an hour or two. So again, I'm not too far into it, but there's even then there's been a lot of characters. I will say, I will say the beginning of that game, it starts off with, uh, it starts off with a really cool cinematic and, I will like there's like 10 names in the first six minutes that you're playing uh, that really thankfully sort of tapers off a little bit. There's not really any cinematics after that first one for a long time. So like it doesn't feel as much like a whirlwind. So, okay. And once you uh, look, I mean, once you start uh, doing wrong things to start killing characters off, you don't have to worry about them anymore. Nice. Everyone's yeah, going to die. So, they start doing the job for you. Uh, nice. What have I been playing? I actually tipped my hand a little bit a second ago, Geo. I don't think you knew, but uh, I mentioned a, a a Wii game, a Wii game, not an actual like Nintendo Wii game, but like a a tiny game known as World of Warcraft. Oh, what? yeah, what? yeah. You doing it? Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. I am. I'm doing it. Uh, just, just playing, just playing around. Just playing around a little bit. Okay. Had you played before? Had you played before? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. I actually never got like sucked into it before, but I did play. Uh, I did play a lot. Um, but I always kind of like spread my playtime over like twelve different characters. I never really like stuck stuck to one. So mm-hmm. I never really did like in game stuff. So eh, I'm just messing around. I'm just messing around right now. Okay. Yeah, I, be careful. It'll it'll get you. It'll, that that the MMO bug will get you. Yeah, yeah. Well, like I've said before, I come from like Guild Wars, uh, that elk. So mm-hmm. yeah, just messing around with well. Nice, it's just casual nice, right nice. now. It's just casual, Gio. It's just casual. <laughs> There's nothing to worry about. Nothing to worry about. Okay. All right. Well, uh, if you're if you're playing, you know, long periods of time, you're, and then you notice like the sun's coming up, the birds are chirping. It's time to, it's time to stop. <laughs> it might be that, too far. That, you might be too actually, far gone. That's but. actually uh, Civ Five for me. Okay, the Civilization Five. All right. So it's actually bad that Civ Six is coming to the Switch. Honestly. Oh no. Well, you can take that on the go, so you can play it in bed and just kind of fall asleep. Uh, cool. Just put it on my chest, and it's there for me when I wake up. <laughs> <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to hear from you. Remember, we're all about community here at the Switch RPG Podcast. So if you want to be part of the show, you can uh, send us your uh, your questions uh, by filling out the question form on our website. That's switchrpg.com slash podcast. Um, and you can send us a question just like Paul Nichols did. Um, I believe this is our only question of the week. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so he asked if you could have, if you could only have one movie, one book, and one video game to entertain you for the rest of your life, what <clears throat> would they be? Wow. Okay. One movie, book, and video game. 
Now, here's the thing. I don't, I don't read books. That's just me. I, maybe I should read more. Now, if I was to read books, I would say maybe something like Game of Thrones or Lord of the Rings. That might be a tougher read, but something like that, I guess. Because they're lengthy, right? So, I mean, that would kind of be good. I mean, I got the rest the of my life to read this. That's a series, though. All Game right, of Thrones is, is like, okay, you could have, uh, you know, a Game of Thrones plus the first book in the series. You're just going to read the first book over and over and over again? Well, what else am I going to do? This is the rest of my life. That's <laughs> the rest of <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's true. That's true. Okay. I mean, I, I, will, I will give it to you, though, that, like, Game of Thrones and, like, George R.R. R. Martin, like, you could read it six times and, yep. and still not get the whole thing. Well, yeah, and that's kind of why where I was going at. Maybe, you know, I could entertain myself with that for quite a while and then become an expert and and whatnot. But and, and you could also like I, I would assume you could listen to Super Games Bros uh podcast on Game of Thrones. Well, I mean to- if you consider if he considers Madden an RPG, I ain't listening to anything he does. So I will have to talk to him again and we'll discuss Yeah, but he, he sends you really cool t shirts. What? Yeah. He sent yeah. you that? He did send me that, yeah. I, I got to give him my mailing address. Maybe he just doesn't know. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe you maybe should just, believe about Madden being an RPG. All right. Well, we'll have to talk about things. Okay. What about your movie? Movie? Oh no. Uh, movie would have to be The Dark Knight. Uh, I absolutely Ooh, love okay. love that movie. Okay. It's probably one of my all time favorites. Okay. So it would have to be The Dark Knight. Okay. Okay. And video game. Video game. The Witcher. I I feel like I could be in that world forever and not discover everything. So it would have to be the Witcher, you know, fallout, maybe, um, maybe fallout three, but I, I, I think I prefer the Witcher over fallout personally. What do you, what do you got for books? You you like to read. You're one of them reading types. Yeah. Okay. So for books here, here, here is sort of my problem is that, it's, it's the series conundrum, like I was just telling you. Now, yeah. I do have some authors that would do exactly what George R.R. R. Martin was doing for you, which was length, right? Mm-hmm. So Brandon Sanderson is my obvious first choice for me. He's my favorite author, uh, and he is a, a gift to, to mankind. Um, so I want to go there. His, his very first book, Elantris, is standalone, so that would actually... That would actually would would work, uh, mm-hmm. but actually his uh, his series The Way of Kings uh, would probably be a better place to go, but I don't know. It's the first. I don't know if I'd want to read the first book in the series so many times. I mean, this is mm-hmm. the rest of my life. I mean, so, there are some good Stephen King books, right? I yeah, mean, they, that's they, true. That's true. They have. Some I mean, the stand. Though. The stand would. Yep. Yeah. Um. So I'm actually honestly thinking about going the opposite route with a book and go something shorter. Like a pop-up book. <laughs> no. Uh so so I'll actually I'll give you like a, a very, very uh obscure choice for book. And uh it is it's from the author A. A. Milne, who is the creator of Winnie the Pooh. But he had a book called uh Once on a Time. That is 
like a a fantasy slash um a spoof of fantasy and to me it's the funniest thing i've ever read uh it's the only book that i've ever had to sit down or i'd had to, I'd had to like set it down to like laugh and like okay. wipe away tears because i was laughing so hard and then go back to the book i just i, I thought it was hilarious for some reason so I'll, okay. I'll pick that i'll pick that because it's shorter i could just like read it in the afternoon set it on the shelf for a year and then come back and read it again okay uh, as far as game, uh, Skyrim is the okay. first thing that came to mind. Oh, I was going to say Dragon Age. Uh, yeah, let's get it over with, but you didn't no, go there. No, uh, because I feel like I need to go something exploratory and like open world. That's kind of where if I that's went. the only thing that I can play. Right. Right. So something that like I've played Skyrim for like five to ten years and there's still side quests that I haven't done. There's still... Mm-hmm there's still main quests I haven't done in that game, you know? So, um, there's that. I mean, I don't know if MMOs are even, that's cheating legal, that's che- right? Cause nope. I, yeah, for cheating. some reason I'm thinking like, this is like the end of the world and I've got like three things and I'm the only person here. Right. <laughs> so Skyrim is the first thing that sort of comes to my mind there. Cool. Yeah. I mean, we kind of went in the same, same direction. Mm-hmm. So, and then uh, for movie, we almost kind of went same direction again because my first thought was something Christopher Nolan, um, like Inception, Interstellar. Actually, was the first Interstellar. Thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I don't know if I want to cry that many times. <laughs> You'd just be sad and mopey all by yourself. I cry every time I watch that movie. Really? Yeah, I do. Okay. Um. I don't know. I mean, Inception was good too. God, a movie, a movie though. I don't know that I could watch over and over and over again. See, the problem is I, I don't really normally do that. I don't watch movies more than once. No. All right. I'm going to go, I'm going to go another obscure or not. You probably wouldn't think this. Um, how to train your dragon. Animated. For real? Yeah. Animated. First one or the second one? You like the first one better? I think the sequel's better. But I, I'm go. going to. I'm going to. Yeah. I think I think it's a better movie. I think it has more emotional impact and the music is better. Yeah. And I'm very excited for the third one. Okay. Wow. Oh, you're going animated. Yes, because I feel like it can ta- it can stand the test of time. Yeah. I, I feel like it can. Like I, so. I mean, I feel that way with the dark knight as well mm-hmm. you know if i look back say for example with the michael keaton batman for me that didn't age well but i feel like dark knight does but so yeah i mean if we're ever um if the world's ever gonna end i better get those things like quick <laughs> um so yeah <laughs> all right uh yeah thank you paul for the question um, all right. I, I realized that I skipped, uh, sales and releases. So let me pull that list up and let's cover that very quickly. Um, games coming out. Gosh, what is the date right now? It is the, uh, da, 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 the 26th. So that means this week we've had the release of. Uh, Valkyria Chronicles Four, which released on the twenty fifth. Yeah. That's a big. Major, that's a big major. major. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And remember, we've got the 
the Valkyria Chronicles. Um, I can't remember what they're actually calling it, but it's essentially the remaster of the first one coming next month or later this month. Yeah, later. Or, I'm not sure. October. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm already in October mind. Yeah, I think it's like October is mid-October. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's coming up. Um, Then we got Armello, which is coming on the 27th. Do you know anything about Armello? Um, that one I actually just knew about. That one, that's, um, I believe that's also a tactical RPG. It, it, mm-hmm. Visually, it looks kind of interesting. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Definitely take a, take a look at that one. And we do have that on the site. Uh, remember, you can go over to switchrpg.com to see a database of every single RPG released on the Nintendo Switch. And uh, on its page, Armello's page, we do have the game trailer. So if you're interested in that, go check that out. All right. Geo, you know what time it is? Side quest time. It I knew is it. side quest time. And we I have, knew we were doing it. I knew we were <laughs> knew doing it. We were it. doing the thing. We were doing the thing. Uh, all right. Uh, Gio, what is our side quest for this week? Um, I did tweet it out. Um, or Switch RPG tweeted it out. Um, what is your favorite RPG trope? Uh, we had a few interesting responses. Uh, for I'll just say for me... I think I, I don't know what it is, and, and, and you know they all they all do, a lot of RPGs do it when when there's a random encounter or something like that. You, the glass break, the, the like, I just I think it's kind of cool, and they they've been doing that forever. And um, there's all kinds of versions of that too. It's like the the swirl, yeah, uh, yep. yeah, the break, um, the. Yeah, like the crossfit. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I just it, it doesn't make any sense. Like you know, you're traversing the world, and why does the glass break? I don't know. It, it's an RPG. It's just a game. Um, so yeah, will, that 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 will always remind me of the I believe it was the uh the maybe the Mihin High Road in Final Fantasy X. I'm I'm sorry. What was that? Uh, the Mihin High Road in Final Fantasy X. I think is where like oh. that reminds that reminds me of that. Yeah, and then just just everything just shatters. Now that now there is a a variation on that theme where the glass shatters, but the sound the sound is slightly different, right? So like normal battle, it's like glass shatters with the like, and then the battle music. But if the glass ever shatters with like nothing, then you know that it's a boss encounter because it's like, yep, yep. and then just like the it's weird the like organ music, and then you know that it's a boss <laughs> encounter. Yeah, you better prepare. Um, why don't you give me yours and then I'll give uh, give some of these answers. Okay, so a couple of the, the couple of that come to mind. Uh, uh, villain monologues. I, I I mean, RPGs been doing villain, villain monologue for decades. I, I love yep. that. Final Fantasy famous for that. Um, uh, something else. The and this is sort of a trope in fantasy as well. And so I think that we kind of saw the bleed over from that because a lot of the RPGs have this fancy elements with it. But like the um, the young farm boy, or if you want to call him like the uninitiated farm boy, right? Uh, I always think that, that you know that that's fun and comforting. You know, like uh, yep. we've done this before. So, all right. So uh, some of the answers were uh, the main enemy or protagonist constantly letting you go after multiple interactions allowing you to become strong enough to defeat them by the end of the game 
Um, either that or every new town coincidentally is offering stronger equipment than the last. <laughs> How convenient, right? Um, yeah, so that, that, was, that was funny. So uh, another one. High school students need to balance their daily school life and saving mm-hmm. the world. <laughs> Never gets old. Um, and then also uh, uh, Captain Vulgar. Definitely, he loves uh, the villains to teammates. So when you got a you know a main bad guy, he becomes your friend and ally. Um, another one, the final boss is revealed to be just a minion of the true final boss. So mm-hmm. you have like a, a super a super boss. Um. All right, then we have uh, Paul Nichols. Uh, my actual favorite is when they break the fourth wall with an in-game character to explain what is going on when something in the gameplay is changing, like Toad in Mario RPG or the Moggle in FF6. Um, oh, yeah, 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 that's good. Let's see. Uh, again, Paul Nichols battles you technically win, but then lose during the cutscene. Ah, I hate that. <laughs> just for, I hate that. Just for story purposes. Oh, uh, uh, I know Xenoblade does Chronicles that a lot. Too. But, yeah. Good lord. <laughs> um, I like it when there's a secret, uh, secret final, final optional boss who's so hard. You think, wow, I'm glad this isn't the guy you tried to take over the world. Um, yeah, all, all amazing answers. Thank you everyone for, uh, for answering that question. That was good. Yeah. I was sitting over here thinking about more. Um, I, I like when I, I've always, I've always liked unique weapons in games. And so like, mm-hmm. I I can go that two ways. I like when, a weapon like a sword is a part of the main story, you know, it has like okay. a personality like yep. uh, the Monado or um, thinking to uh, tales of destiny. like the second tales game. It has uh, a talking sword. Um, oh yeah. So I, I like when swords sort of have that personality and are part of that main story. Uh, we we kind of see that. We kind of see that in Zone of Blade Chronicles too as well. Um, but then also I like the idea of like ultimate weapons. That's always been uh, one of my favorite things is to get the ultimate weapons, right? Right. Go grind till you get the ultimate weapons. So I like the sort of history of weapons in RPGs. There's a lot of, there's a lot of good ones. And then there are a lot of ones that we dislike, but, uh, we'll get to that maybe, maybe next week. Maybe. Way to tease it. Way to tease it. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to wrap up episode 24 of the Switch RPG Podcast. Thank you so much for listening and for sending in questions and your answers to the side quests for being a part of our episode. Keep them coming. Remember, you can send your questions to switchrpg.com slash podcast, uh, or you can post in our podcast thread at discord.switchrpg.com. You can listen to this show each and every week. Usually it's on Wednesday, but if my internet bombs, then it's on Thursday. Uh, and you can um, find it on your favorite podcast app. We are pretty much everywhere now, including Spotify. Remember, if you like what you hear and you want to uh, contribute, you can head over to patreon.com slash switchrpg and throw us a dollar or two. If not, no worries. Just being a part of the community is what we love. So remember, finally, that you can head over to switchrpg.com for all of your RPG needs on the Nintendo Switch platform. Until next time, 
I will be going enjoying all those ridiculously annoying trips. <laughs> and playing some WoW. Oh. Oh. Or Divinity Original Sin 2. Yes! Goodbye. See you,